Welcome to the Leadership Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Jono White. I'm the founder and principal consultant of Clarity. We are an Australian-based consultancy that works with leaders around the world, and our passion is to invest in people to become everything they're meant to be in order to fill the world with healthy organizations that people love to work for and customers line up to buy from. The goal of this podcast is to invest in you and your leadership. If you're just joining us for the first time, then feel free to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there. The most popular being our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from around the world in all different sectors give their in-depth answers on leadership, what books they love, what they found most challenging, uh, the most meaningful stories, how they how they structure their time through the day. That's free, so go and check it out. And we'd love to interview you about your leadership. I believe you have advice from your experience, your context, and your life so far that is important and can help other leaders. It's also a great way to give back. It's free to get involved, and you can do so by going to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest, or just Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form that pops up. We have a free resource for you on our website. It's called Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57-page ebook. It has interviews with 10 world-class leaders, and you can go to consultclarity.org. It's right at the top and get that today. Uh, we also have a daily email that we send out to over 15,000 leaders, and that email contains the highlights, our best content from our podcasts, our blog, uh, my book, uh, the books that we're loving that are out there about leadership, It's also the best way to get access to our masterclasses and workshops before anyone else. And there's also exclusive and limited uh, special options just for subscribers. And you can subscribe by going to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe. Now, my gift to you is to work incredibly hard to provide the best leadership content I can to invest in you and your leadership. So if you're finding our content helpful, if you find this podcast helpful, then your gift to me uh, could be this. If you if you do find it helpful, then write a review or rate our content and make sure you subscribe or follow. I can't emphasize enough how helpful that is. It really does help us to get the word out there so we can invest in more leaders to become everything they're meant to be. It also means a lot to me personally when people like you and people in our community share our content on social media. So if you do that, then please do look for me, Jono White, to tag me and look to tag Clarity uh, on whatever platform you're on. And our team, including me, I'm always looking to see when people have mentioned us so that I can engage with you and also we look at sharing content. So if you if you write something about something we've done, there's also a good chance we'll share that with our followers. So if you could do that, that is a massive, massive help as we try to invest in as many leaders as we can around the world. Last of all, you can check out my book about how to deal with difficult people even if you hate conflict. It's called Step Up or Step Out. It's available on Amazon. You can just look up Step Up or Step Out, John O'White. Or you can go to store.consultclarity.org forward slash book and check it out there. I 
have coached leader after leader after leader and in more than 50% of the sessions, this topic comes up. How do I deal with this person? I'm finding it really difficult and, and I just wanna find a way that doesn't blow up to do a really, just to have a difficult conversation, to lead them better. How do I do that? There's a three-step process that I outline in this book that I believe can help you. Okay, let's get into today's episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast. Today's guest is Bridget Cutchell. Bridget is the founder of Gemini Media. And uh, welcome to the podcast, Bridget. Thank you so much for the invite. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's wonderful to have you on and to chat. Uh, First, can you give our listeners a bit of a window into who you are and what you do and what a day in the life of Bridget looks like right now? (laughs) Um, Okay, what I do, um, it's kind of my background is in corporate communications and marketing and publishing and printing and all these different uh, realms. It's changed so much. The industry changed. Everything is changing, actually. And it was my clients that convinced me to start Gemini Media, be on my own. And what I do is I help them figure out the best um, production solutions that make sense for their, for their yep. content. And I didn't realize how, you know, you take your own knowledge for granted. Mm. And uh, I would not have done this. I've always wanted to be a CEO of a company, right? <laughs> but it, it, it was very helpful to have your clients believe in you to do that. And, and I'm also very, I've always looked at what the client needs, not just what I want to push. You know what I'm saying? That, I think yes. that's why in salespeople have come across, my background is in business development and sales, but mm-hmm. in the industry of publishing and book printing and man, you know, it's just crazy. It was a male, very male dominated, but I loved um, books. And I also figured out I'm extremely detailed which is mm. helpful with projects. <laughs> yeah, in- incredible. And so that's a good segue into your story. We'd love uh, for you to share some of those moments along the way. And you can feel free feel free to go back as far as you want that really shaped you becoming Bridget, you know, the leader you are today. Oh. Well, what did it, I guess I've always had this fascination with, with books for some reason, physical books. Thank, thankful I didn't have the internet back then, right? My brain might be different, um, <laughs> but, or you just don't know. But to me, books, you learn so much from books. And I was always told I was a good writer in school, and, but, um, yeah. but then uh, you know, I'm from that generation where you got to go, gotta, you go, you're good in math, go do finance, that kind of mm. stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't care right? That's kind of how it was. I've always, so I ended up getting a marketing degree in economics so I could play around with my writing and understand math a little bit and data. And that's kind of, I was always, I got into publishing by accident. I worked for a printer that had, I'm not a printer, I apologize, a publisher that had their own printing equipment because back in the day, that's what happened. And I just learned, I was just so fascinated with it about the actual process and one of my um, managers, um, I shouldn't call him a man, he was like a vice president. I wanted to go into sales and go to New York and all that. And they told me I was too nice and that would be successful. And, and I'm like, mm. what's wrong with being nice? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. 
And so then I, I found another job and I gave my two weeks notice. And the other company, the manager there, he supported, he, he knew I had the potential. So he, that's what I needed, someone to believe in me. Mm-hmm. And so I knew to continue what my passion was, was books. Somehow, you know what I'm saying, not the writing, but um, it, it was just always fascinating to me. And I had that support from a, in a very male-dominated industry. I think a lot of industries are changing now. But back then, it was a big deal to be mm-hmm. doing what I was doing, being female. And then I got into the manufacturing aspect, but I was in marketing, you know, product management and all that. Yes. And I was, I, I learned they tried me in different roles that I was really good in the face-to-face client situations. Mm. And that was just my, my skill set. And again, the clients that just trusted me and that's really what it is. Your listening skills. That's what I was good at. And not just, like I said, pushing. Um, and that's one of the reasons I became also an independent contractor, probably about gosh, uh, maybe 18 years ago. Right. Which was like, Holy yeah. cow, people thought, people thought I was crazy, but <laughs> I did, but I felt like I was in a box, you know, when you're working for a particular, especially like a quote, a book printer, they mm. only have certain equipment for certain um, sizes, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I, I was in a management role, but yes. I, I, I felt like I was in a box. It's kind of hard to explain. And, but that's how I felt. So I continued um, I had the opportunity to become an independent contractor and that was very wide, you know, and they, I was recruited by this startup to help them grow their business because they knew I had connections in the publishing world and connections with the actual manufacturers. So as I was able to help them put it, you know, put it together <laughs> <laughs> and it, but then a lot of other people were involved too, but it helped them grow and the part of the country that I'm in, I'm in the Southeast, right. Of of United States. So I was able to help with that regard too. And then I went from just working with publishers, but the big corporations and helping them with their, it's amazing. A lot of now people nowadays, they don't have them on staff to understand Mm. the actual process of um, printing is some, you know, print is still there. It's not going to go away, but the actual manufacturing process has changed a lot. And yes. that's something I'm up to up to speed on. I have all the right contacts to help clients figure out what to do. I mean, some of it is digital, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I can help them with that. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thank you for sharing some of that. As you look back, when did you? I'm interested in that in that time when you when you quit that job. That's, that's <laughs> such a big move. Can you yeah. tell? Do you remember? you know, how you felt and, and when you actually made that decision um, and, and, and what it was like, that's, that's really, that's a big decision to make and incredibly courageous. Can you tell it, a it is about yeah. the details of what happened in that story? Well, I did it twice actually. <laughs> did you really? But, well, because the first time I was probably 25 or 26 and the second time I was like 10 years later, but mm. the first time is because I wanted to, um, I really, I helped run, and uh, after I graduated college, they, um, the company moved me down to Atlanta, and I helped, that was when they were consolidating all these different, they were purchasing other plants and consolidating publishing and printing and all that, so I helped run the office, you know, um, I was a recent college graduate, and 
And I really um, enjoyed it. But then I really liked what the sales, you know, I should say salespeople, but mm. connecting with, I really like connecting with the clients. Yes. And that's when I said, hey, I want to go do, I want to be, go to New York to work with a really big, back then, that's where the big publishers were. And, and he just made me feel bad when I asked that question. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you're just, you're a girl. You can't do that. And I'm like, okay. So I had to think about it. And so that's when I started looking for other opportunities and it was hard. They were really sad that I left because I was doing a good job because I am detail oriented and um, what mm. you need when you're running an office. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I'm like, I, my, my instinct, I went by my instinct Yes. And then I met with this other company, this other, that was the, a really good opportunity. And that's when they, they trusted me, this, this guy, it was a man, but he knew I had it in me. I had the potential. He wasn't trying to push me down, you know? And yes. I don't think the other guy realized he was doing that, the other company, mm-hmm. but this company that I went to, they're like, here you go. And I helped, my first project was managing pro- projects for uh, IBM back. I was like, Oh my God, you know, I was young. And, yeah. Yeah. And, but people don't realize back a long time ago, IBM used to publish too. They used to publish children's books. And oh, so really? I would write. And so I thought that was just fascinating. And I got to travel a lot and all over the place. And then I just, um, it's just because the industry is constantly changing. They, they sold, that company sold to another big publisher. So I just decided to move someplace else. You know what I'm saying? I, I just, um, you don't know. A lot of people lose their jobs when you have consolidations. Yes. So that was a, a good thing. And then the second time I, lo- I, I left is mm. because after 9-11, mm-hmm. um, I was working for the huge manufacturer. I'll, I'll say it, Heidelberg. I was mm-hmm. in marketing and product management for them. And we were stuck in Chicago, you know, 9-11 was happening in New York. All that stuff was happening. They shut everything down. And so my boss um, got us, we couldn't, they shut the airports down. You know, we couldn't go home. I had already been gone for like two weeks for my kids. My kids were, I think at the time, uh, they were like three and six, right? Yep. And yep. I wanted to get home. And my husband's like, I'll come get you. I said, no, stay. So my boss got us a car man co-workers mm-hmm. who had younger kids well the ceo decided to take our car he thought he was more important than us wow. you know what i'm saying yeah but that yeah, yeah. that showed me you know everybody was scared uh, i'm you know especially in an, as an, an american you didn't know what was happening because of all those flight problems um i think yes. another airplane had crashed yeah and that just showed me right there the leadership at that time he felt he, he he's from germany he's not an american why would mm-hmm. he take you know that that's how i saw it yeah and sure. so we eventually had to get oh, it took like three days for us for them to us to get a, on a bus we couldn't even get we were stuck in chicago mm. everybody's panicking so anyway i finally got home and that's when i realized you know i'm gonna i gave my you know, my notice um, wow <laughs> no, but I, I just had to stand up. I said, I just was standing up for other women too, being an example. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, it does. And What's... I'm like, wait a minute, you know, I'm, my kids need me. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. 
Yeah, that's. I, so, what what advice would you give? I know. Um, I love hearing stories like this because you're you're talking about a time when, like, doing that now would be courageous and challenging. Mm-hmm. But when mm-hmm. doing that then was like, insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What right. advice would you give to particularly to women in leadership who are maybe coming through the ranks now um, or maybe they're dealing with some of the things you dealt with and they're going, it, and, some of it okay. hasn't changed. I'm dealing with it today. From your experience with that, what, what advice would you give on how to lead courageously as a, as a woman, particularly when you can be in a sector that, that doesn't have equity, that, that that right. is, is a male-dominated sector, what advice would you give, Bridget? Well, first of all, I would definitely, um, I would recommend um, nowadays you can talk to HR and probably not complain, but just bring something up. Do you mm. know what I'm saying? Or at yeah. least find a mentor who's been down that road. That would help you give you some courage. And also to remember to be calm Right. Even though I wanted to be, I was just calm and I listened and that's kind of how I handle it rather than reacting. I, I gave, even though I left, I gave proper notice. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just try to find the right mentors, what I would do. And I didn't really have that. I think my mother-in-law, um, she was very courageous on certain things. And I, so I saw that, right. She was a good example. And I think a lot of women need that. Yes. Who, who've been down that road and my, my mother as well you know she was a really good role model too um just because she's from a different area moving she's french she came to the united states and lived grew, raised me in the south you know that was hard for her but yeah. she's always remained calm and tried to be and not react that was be my best advice is to listen and not because re- because you don't want to i also believe in not burning bridges <laughs> yes. right yeah and that, that's why I left on good terms, but I had the courage to say something. And, um, but they were like shocked. Um, but I said, I said, my family is more important. You know, that's what I would say it, because it's true. And I think it's gotten better. And I was very fortunate. That's another thing I said. I'm very good. I didn't realize how much a rebel I was. I also remember saying, we've got, <laughs> we've got email now. That's back when that first came out. I'm like, why do I have to drive to the office every day when I'm having to travel so much? And they, they agreed with me on that. So I would just try to make good points, things you want to make, you know, make recommendations, talk to your management and talk to HR if they're not responding properly. Yeah, that's, um, <laughs> no, that's, they're, they're great thoughts. Thank you for sharing that. So if we fast forward now to, uh, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about the, uh, the book and you know some of the books you've uh, you've written and and particularly from the perspective of the I guess for you the change of life and there was there was some pretty uh, there was some pretty significant moments. Can you tell us about <laughs> about that? Yeah, I guess there's lots of moments in everybody's lives, and that's the biggest one um, was in 2014. That's when. I did went back. I was independent contractor for a while. I did a corporate job again. I was making some good money, right? I just thought it sounded good. Yeah. But then the, the, the private uh, equity firm did, you know, acquired our division and a whole bunch of people were laid off, including me. I never thought that would happen to me. Yeah. And I was going to start looking for another position somewhere. And then that's when I was diagnosed with cancer again. I was diagnosed with cancer 
prior. Wow. And then I knew like, okay, I got, I have to focus on me and my health. I couldn't mm. look for a job. And that's when I was honest with my, my, uh, my little world here, my, some of my clients, I was close. And they're the ones that said, Bridget, just, you know, start your own business. And that's how Gemini Media started. And wow. so I was doing that, going through cancer treatment. I mean, was, I wasn't like over, it was just kept my brain busy. Mm. And it gave me some confidence because that was a big, you know, a thing to lose your job. Yeah. And, but that's common nowadays with all these acquisitions. But instead of me just trying to work for someone else, I'm helping my clients that needed my expertise. And that, and at the same time, um, like I said, I gave me some confidence. And in between all, after all that, I've written three or four books in between all that stuff too. <laughs> and, <laughs> but, cause I've always wanted to write. I remember I was, I mentioned earlier when I was young, I always wanted to be a writer. Mm -hmm. And, um, but that's something, another thing I, I was always told, that's why I had those other roles because I had good communication skills. Yes. And so I put some of it, the first book I wrote published was about real, it's called real things, six ways to embrace life. It was after, you know, that's a wake up call because I've had the um, cancer twice. And in between um, a rare primary brain tumor was discovered, you know, just because I kept asking questions Oh, and oh yeah that's fun yeah but, it, but what it turns out to be because i'm always i believe you get second opinions too right yep. always getting advice you can't i learned to you can't do everything by yourself that's another thing mm. you cannot do everything by yourself and yeah. it turns out the all this issues i've had is related to probably being exposed to radiation as a child because i was a military brat Right, you're around military, uh, but yes. right. And my father and my mom's second husband were both in Vietnam. And mm -hmm. yeah, you just don't know. Um, my real dad, he passed away from mm -hmm. uh, cancer, Agent Orange exposure. I think they were doing that. The, I, I don't know if it was just the U.S. that was yeah. involved with that. Right, and so that affected a lot of um, families, not just. But so whatever. I don't know how I was exposed to radiation. Um, mm. but that's what caused that kind of tumor I have. And so it, it just, um, created an imbalance in my body and, and to help me heal. Not only was I starting Gemini media and going through, I also did health coach certification for on nutrition to make sure I was, <laughs> which is, I, it helped me, you know, and I wanted to be a good role model for people in the chemo pod. Right. Yeah. Cause they, they tell you to eat healthy when you're going through chemo, but then I saw everybody else drinking soda, you know, Coca-Cola and eating cookies and donuts and like, well, that's not going to help you. <laughs> it's, it's not. So mm. I would, I would be, you know, show up with water and apples. Cause I know you're going to be tired afterwards, but mm. I just, and then I gave a bunch of my books, you know, donated them just to inspire, you know, it's okay. And, um, it was actually sharing that was hard. You know what I'm saying? What, what I went through. Because yes. I'm from that generation where we like hide it. You know? <laughs> and yeah. um, I'm perfect. <laughs> but, but, but we're not. And, yeah. and that, I was just being, being more honest. But and I think a lot more women are doing that now too, which is good. I think I helped 
in that regard, just being more honest of what's going on and not hiding the fact that you know, we have issues. And I, yeah. it's, I've just been so fortunate to be able to be me. Mm. And I'm able, you know, I'm now my, I have my own company, right? And it was mm. just, a, I had to do some weird things, bumps in the road, but I'm, it, that was just like, you know, more, right? That was, I've had enough of that being yeah. around a crazy c- culture. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what, what did you learn from going through everything you've been through with, with health? What did you learn about resilience that you think has, uh, you know, helped you as a leader? Well, I think what helped me is to also make time. You got to take care of yourself, mm. right? Mm-hmm. You can't. I think that's what a lot of parents do and mothers do. We take care of ourselves last, right? Yeah. Even in leaders too. But you want to, but you got to be able to be healthy and strong enough to help others. And so you got to make time for that. And that's why I did my instinct said to do the health coach certification. I wasn't going to be a health coach. I wanted to know. This explains a lot why I was always um, craving vegetables <laughs> because my body, <laughs> my body um, needed it. Yeah. You know, if, if that makes sense. So yeah. that's just listen to your, I, I said people ignore your instinct and I believe you should listen to it, but don't just react to it. You have, you know, think it through, have your, um, have a little plan and get some help. And mm. to me, a leader is a good, you know, it's supposed to, a leader inspires and motivates other people and people. um, And I still run a lot, by the way, I was a big runner Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they, people think that whatever, I won't tell you how old I am, but um, (laughs) in my late fifties, but I still run a lot because it helps me. I think exercise is critical too. moving. You you don't have to run, but I'm saying you got to move. Even if it's just walking around the block, I think that's what leaders need to good leaders don't focus on um, showing that they're perfect. They're, they're showing that we're all, we're not perfect. And we have some, have some flaws and, and ask for help, but then show them and be honest what, what changes they made. And g- good example, rather than telling people what to do, it'll help people realize what they need to change. If, yes. if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Uh, so wonderful to, to hear your story. Let's jump into Leadership Express now. I've got a bunch of questions for you. Okay. Ready? Yes. <laughs> okay. What's a book that you have gifted to other people? One of them, there's a couple. One of them is called This Is Marketing by uh, Seth Godin. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. one of my favorites. And um, he's very, he's a good leader, if you ask me. He's, yeah. he's, a, good, he's a good example. And that's kind of why I do that. And the um, other book I like to give out is a fiction book yeah. called, called The Book Thief. <laughs> it's called, uh, uh, yes. it's called, it's a historical fiction. Yeah. And I absolutely love that when they made it into a movie. And I just makes people it, that, that, again, the character, main character was mm. being himself. You yes. know what I'm saying? Being true to himself. Yeah, absolutely. Great recommendations. Any great podcasts uh, you're listening to or other sources right now that you're reading, watching, or listening to? I'm trying to think. Uh, there's one called um, Hope Health 
or something. I can't remember exactly what it's called, <laughs> but it's about, it's, it's sponsored by the cancer um, Institute just because yeah. I try to help people. I, I've done a lot of volunteering on that. And mm-hmm. I, I do like to watch um, comedy. I watch Jimmy Fallon on occasion, but yeah. um, I, I do have my own podcast too. So people yeah. like that. It's called real things living. It was an offshoot of my book. Yeah. Right, the first book I did, so that people, and most of my people, I if I do have a guess, it is talking about what they've gone through, right? Sure, and resilience. Yes. Absolutely, excellent. Uh, the great, uh, great ideas. What is a recent leadership lesson you've learned for the first time or been reminded of? It was um, just listen. You got to listen and not react, because the supply chain issues. Um, got to plan ahead, right? Yeah. That, that's yeah. what it, the supply chain issues is affecting everything. Mm-hmm. And so I'm now I'm having to be rather than, oh, this is what the average turnaround is going to be. I have to uh, always double check before we share that information with clients because it changes every week. Yeah, brilliant. That's, that's great. It cha- it's, it's changing uh, every week. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's a time management or productivity tip you'd give or a tool or resource you use? What I do is I try to, um, first thing in the morning when I get up, I like to do, um, I drink a lot of water mm-hmm. and then I do my stretches. I do, it's very important to stretch. Yep. And sometimes um, I'll do yoga at the end of the day, but it just helps me reflect on what I have. It's a great, great reminder. And then I walk my dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it helps me. It just helps me focus because because yes. the dogs, they need to be walked, but at the same time, it's, I'm outside. It doesn't matter, rain or shine. Mm-hmm. I walk them, and it just reminds me I'm still here. I got these great dogs, and now I'm gonna go make some stuff happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, love it. What's a great piece of advice you've received at one point? Well, that's an interesting question. Um, it's probably Bridget, be yourself. Don't, don't try to be like everybody else. Don't try to, I've also think fake it till you make it. I think that I've received mm. that, that is not good. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So what's a, what's a big struggle or problem that you see leaders facing in, you know, particularly leaders you're working with around, um, around uh, marketing and, and in corporate and communications. Let's focus on that. What, what do you see as a big problem or challenge leaders are facing in those spaces today? Well, they're actually, they're having problems with staffing, believe it or not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> here yeah. in the U.S., there are just because, I'm not sure, I think because of COVID maybe, this is what mm-hmm. happened. And a lot, a lot of them are working parents and they can't handle or manage that. I couldn't imagine having young kids right now uh, yeah. during COVID. That's, that's what they're, they're dealing with. Yes. Is like not just the workers in the plant, but like estimators, they're short staffed in that regard. So that's tough for them. So I have to, they, you know, they give us a heads up. We have to be patient. Um, like for their, for their, um, for their customers, we can't give you an estimate in 24 hours. It could be up to three or four days because yeah. Who they got on staff is overburdened and we have to be patient and give them some, some, uh, 
what's the word? <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm trying to say, <laughs> but give them some love, right? And not push them and not, I've, I think we expect things to happen too fast and we can't expect sure. that of people. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, if you could only give one piece of leadership advice to a young leader, what would you say? Uh, uh, do some research if you're going to make a change and just and get some feedback rather than winging it. I've seen a lot of people just wing it and like what we call throwing spaghetti and see if it sticks on a wall. I've <laughs> never heard that term. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. just make sure you do a little research. Yeah, um, people are just overreacting, excuse me. And I'm, I'm guilty of that too in the past, mm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, but it, it happens, but we have to learn, make sure you learn from, we all make mistakes and what did you learn from it and try not to do it again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's the best thing you're doing at the moment at Gemini Media or elsewhere, you know, in, in your world that leaders should know about? What am I doing now? Well, I've, I've um, got another book that just came out. It's called Quality Book Formula. And I wrote this because other successful authors were surprised that no, there's nothing out there about what I, that, that um, production part. Yeah. And I, I know I thought that's boring is what I said. They're like, no, but we need to know this <laughs> because there's so many um, – ins and outs of, in, in production. There's a lot of advice on how to write and a lot of advice on how to market, but not the actual part of production. And so yes. I'm helping people learn about that. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good thing to understand what you're getting yourself into. And if you're mm. going to write a book, you need to understand what it's going to, a lot of people, you got to create a budget. People think they want to have a, a cheap price on their book so more people will buy it, but that's not going to be helpful. So my, <laughs> Yeah, that's why you yeah. got to understand the whole timeline and the process. And that's why I wrote this. And so a lot of entrepreneurs are, are writing books now and experts because yeah. it's, it's so much easier to self publish now, yeah, but absolutely. I want people because it's in line, a book is in line with your brand to your marketing. You want to make sure it looks good and you're yes. not cutting corners unnecessarily. That's what I'm working on at the moment. Yeah, excellent. And so for those listening who uh, are really, have really enjoyed your stories and, and what you do and might be interested in getting to know you uh, or, or, you know, getting in contact with you around your books or anything like that, where can people find you online, Bridget? Well, you can go to two places. The one place I'm on a lot is LinkedIn. You can find me on LinkedIn. And I'm sure you'll have my name spelled correctly. It's B-R-I-G-I-T-T-E, Cutshall, C-U-T-S-H-A-L-L. And then I also have uh, a website, com, where people can go there. To, there's a contact form there as well. And uh, I do, I'm on LinkedIn quite a bit. Yeah, fantastic. Well, um, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. I know they would have uh, learned a lot from, uh, from the conversation today. And don't forget, for those listening, we also have the John O'White Leadership Podcast and the Leadership Question of the Day podcast where I ask you a different question every day. So check those out. But I really want to uh, finish today by saying a massive thank you to Bridget for sharing so vulnerably uh, around not just leadership but life, which is, you know, they're really one and the same, aren't they? They're, uh, yes. they're so intertwined. <laughs> uh, but it's, been, it's just been wonderful to hear some of your story and there's been great advice in there for uh, for leaders, which I think I think people will be challenged to to go away and 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 for some maybe today's episode will be the thing they needed to hear to make that courageous step 
hearing uh, your stories of, of how you've done that, uh, which just blows me away. So thank you so much, Bridget. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Awesome. Just leaving a pause That's there good. for the team to. That's good. Uh, how did you find that, Bridget? It was really good. I also, as you were saying, the talking at the end, I used to, people used to make, my mother made fun of me that I was stubborn. Maybe that's why I needed for my leadership skills. I know. It's Leaders funny, are stubborn. <laughs> Leaders are stubborn. We all need to be a bit more stubborn. Exactly. Uh, I, I didn't want I, to say that. I, I was being funny. Be I was being funny. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so one thing I thought I'd ask, oh, now the team will get this produced and publish it in the next um, couple of weeks and we'll send you a link we'll have an episode page on our website that has a link to apple and spotify all from the one place so that you can share that on linkedin or wherever and then people can go and listen wherever they wherever they prefer um so we'll get we'll say we'll share that with you is there anyone in your world particularly any any ceos or any uh leaders could be someone you've worked with it could just be family or friends who, who you think would be a great guest to come on and chat about leadership uh yeah i can um email that to you or message you on linkedin i think that's how you reached out to me yeah i'm trying yeah. to i want to make sure they're open to that you know what i'm saying yeah and, oh, 100%. Um, you feel yeah. free to have a chat with them and then um, yeah. if they're interested then drop me a line that would be that's perfect, great Bridget. so what and, part of australia are you from i'm just curious yeah so i'm in brisbane in brisbane, uh, okay yeah up near the gold coast sunshine coast okay up in queensland yeah beautiful part of the world that's so cool. I've, I've been to a lot of countries, but I've never been to Australia. Isn't that weird? Oh, you got to make a plan. <laughs> got to make a plan. So beautiful. I need to. Yeah. Exactly. Particularly today, actually. It's, it's, uh, it's one of the – it's just a cracking day with beautiful blue sky and not too oh, hot. Wow. It's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's beautiful looking outside. Um, oh, one other thing I thought I'd ask, and, and no pressure on this. I'll flick you an email with more details. But I have a book on dealing with difficult people. And it sold about 5,000 copies. And I've just recently set up uh, something so that if, you know, if someone like you where you are active on LinkedIn and you have, you know, different networks you're involved in, what I've been doing for people is creating a link for them that's connected to their PayPal. And basically, if you share that with anyone, you can read the book, et cetera, first and see if you actually like it. But um, okay. you then would get $10 for every book sold. Okay, um, cool. Yeah, that's fine. Be, I, I, yeah. Share, I share all book links a lot. Um, it's I all just good. realized it would be, I figured if someone like you who I've built rapport with, I was like, I wonder if I can make this so that they actually get something out of it because then it's, um, if I'm in your shoes, it's actually like if you're, if people in your network are interested in it and they're really enjoying it, then there's actually, you get something out of it too. So I'll, I'll send an email with some of the details around that. And then, okay. um, yeah, that, that might just be another way we can sort of partner together and, um, uh, but definitely let's, let's, uh, I'll, I'll share the, uh, we'll share the link with you as well to the episode and um, keep in touch. That was so All right. Fun. And I'll, I'll ask my friend if they're interested and they, yeah, they probably will you. be. I think one of them wants to be, he wants to be on a lot of podcasts oh, and yeah, he, yeah. he, he's a, his, his background, he's like a, was an attorney in finance and he said he couldn't take any more and he, and he's now, he just left and started his own business and does investing in real estate, which is uh, ah, Interesting. interesting. Yeah, uh-huh. I'd, love, I'd love to have him on. So feel yeah. free to, to suss it out with him. And if he's interested, then um, I'm sure he will be. I'm, I'm sure he okay. will be. I just want to double check with him first. Uh, good idea. <laughs> okay. Well, lovely to connect. Thanks. For, Thank you uh, so much. Thanks again.
and uh, keep in touch. All right. And have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Bridget. You too. All right. right, Bye-bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Leadership Conversations podcast as much as I did. If you're joining us for the first time, don't forget to check out consultclarity.org. That's our website, consultclarity.org. We have so many free resources on there, including our seven questions on leadership series. We've had more than 1,500 leaders from all over the world in all different roles, in different industries, answer these seven questions on leadership and leaders give these in-depth answers around how they spend their time, uh, a book that's been significant for them. It's just a gold mine. It's completely free to access. So go to consultclarity.org and look for that. We'd also love to interview you about your leadership. I believe your experience, your life, your context means that you have advice on leadership that other leaders can learn from. Yes, you, if you're going, not me. Well, no, I really believe you would have something to add. So if you're looking for a way to give back, it's completely free to get involved. And we would love to interview you through the seven questions on leadership. You just go to consultclarity.org forward slash seven dash questions dash interest or Google consultclarity.org seven questions interest and fill out the form and get involved. We have a free resource on our website called the Leadership Survival Guide. It's a 57-page ebook, 10 world-class leaders giving their thoughts on leadership, and that's completely free. It's available on our homepage, consultclarity.org, right at the top. So make sure you go and get that and download it today. And we have a free daily email that you can subscribe to. We send this out to over 15,000 leaders from around the world. And uh, it contains the highlights of content from our podcasts, our blogs, um, our books, books we're reading. It's got the best content and it gives you exclusive, limited, early access to our masterclasses, workshops, new products, special offers. It's all for our subscribers. You can go to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe and join 15,000 other leaders And you know, my gift to you is to work really hard, particularly through the Leadership Conversations podcast. I have been blown away by the quality of the leaders and I'm learning as much as anyone in doing these interviews. So I'm having a great time. And my gift to you is to keep lining up the best leaders I can to invest in your leadership. Your gift to me, if you're finding this helpful, there is something that you could do that would help us out massively. And that is to write a review and to leave a rating for our podcast or wherever you're watching or listening to this, I can't tell you how much that helps us out. Also subscribe or follow. It really does make a difference in helping us to help more leaders become everything they're meant to be. Another thing that means a lot to me personally is when I see our community share our content. So if you do share this or any other piece of content on social media, then thank you and and please do that. And look for me, John White or clarity and tag us in your post. Our team is always looking for posts to engage with from our community. And there's also a chance that we'll share your content uh, to go beyond and share it with our followers. Last of all, you can check out my book. It's called Step Up or Step Out, How to Deal with Difficult People Even If You Hate Conflict. 
I wrote this book because 50% of the coaching sessions I have with leaders, this topic comes up again and again and again. And it's this idea of how do I have this difficult conversation? How do I lead this person better when I'm finding them difficult? Or in some cases you look and you say, I think I might be leading a difficult person. They're just quite difficult to lead or I'm finding them quite difficult to lead. So there's a three-step process that I unpack in step up or step out. And the amazing thing, and I've literally done this myself and I've heard it anecdotally from other leaders as I've coached them, is that if you follow this process, you will see that person step up and change their behavior or make a decision, which is to step out some of the time. Uh, 95% of the time, people will step up or step out in just four weeks. And I stand by that. It's uh, You have to read the book to understand, but uh, I really do believe in it and I've experienced it firsthand. It works. So you can go to Amazon, look up Step Up or Step Out John O. White or store.consultclarity.org forward slash book. Well, thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back with a new episode next time of the Leadership Conversations podcast. And I hope today has helped you to take another step towards becoming the leader you're meant to be. See you next time.